Hey everybody, Eric Kasloff here with the Something Something Podcast. And wow, due to technical difficulties, there is no banter with me and Larry in this episode. We're getting right into our conversation with Misty Rain. I know you're going to enjoy it. So today's guest is probably the most inspiring guest one of the most inspiring I, I you know eric like i said before our guests are amazing and we have a great platform um with this podcast and our guest our guest tonight is no exception um she is she's an author you know what i'm just gonna go ahead uh ladies and gentlemen uh, please welcome to the show misty rains hi misty how hi, are misty. you thanks for coming on Hey guys, it's an honor. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, this is exciting. I'm excited to have a really good conversation with you guys. I am too. You know, uh, Eric, I know uh, you've been looking at her site. Um, yeah, and is it is range. amazing. I've been yeah. checking out the site, the YouTube videos. It's really awesome stuff. I can't yeah. wait to talk to you, Misty. You know, it's, it's you've got like a whole multimedia um, plethora of things going on. Um, your website is mistyrains.com. Link will be in the description, everybody. But, um, Misty, I, I know just from reading your bio, you're an author, you're a blogger, and you're a spiritual, you do spiritual guidance. Um, yeah. uh, and, and this is the one thing that kind of like has gotten to me is you help people with the transformation, the fulfillment, and the soul evolvement and healing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I know you have a book, and you know we'll get to that. Actually, let's get to that right now because we were uh, talking before uh, we started the show, and um, you have like a little introduction that I want to introduce people to of your book. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think you wanted me to read a little bit of the intro at the beginning of the book. Yes. So I'll, yeah, sure. Here we go. Life is a series of moments. Some you love, some you wish you could forget, some hold you down, some lift you up, some fight to keep you bound, some arrive to set you free. There are defeating moments, heartbreaking moments, and moments that carry with them the sting of deep regret, guilt, and shame. There are moments of passion, moments of sheer rage, and moments of brokenness and great sorrow. You experience moments of rejection that appear to break you, and moments of unconditional acceptance that serve to raise you. You suffer moments of unbearable loss, and you relish moments of profound gain. Moments bring you tears, moments bring you laughter, moments bring you folly, and moments bring you wisdom. Life is a collection of moments. This book is a collection of what I've learned from mine, my misty moments. There are moments I wish I could take back and moments I wish I could do over. But those moments were my teachers serving to make all the remaining moments more heart-piercingly beautiful. To mention but a few, my moments have consisted of an inoperable hemangioma bleeding inside my brainstem and the nerve damage that accompanied it, two divorces, 
and the unexpected death of my greatest love, my beloved best friend and mother. My moments have also consisted of authentic happiness, sheer bliss, and a spiritual journey that has taken my soul to heights of soaring growth beyond what I could have ever imagined. Moments bring both love and loss, both hope and despair. They teach through both pain and pleasure, tears and triumph. In the end, it's the wisdom, love, healing, release, and forgiveness our hearts and souls glean from this array of moments that genuinely count. It's not the moment itself that leaves you forever changed. It's what the moment was there to teach you. Moments are purposeful. I pray the moments you spend reading mine will help you better face all of yours. I pray you find healing, kindness, warmth, and a heart-gripping pull towards all that you truly are, towards your home, towards love. These misty moments are my raindrops left for my children, Riley, Jack, and Kate. And just as I pray they fall as a refreshing rain to water the dry places of their souls, I pray if this book has found its way into your hands, it would also provide a fresh dew upon your heart. I pray that you would also feel the rain, relish in the morning mist, and dance beneath the raindrops you find drenching the pages of this book. There's nothing like waking to the sound of rain falling. Cheers to a glorious rising. That's the intro. You know, you we we could just end the show now, and I think everybody will be touched. I mean, wow. I, I don't know how to follow any of that, because, you know, we're the yuck-yuck guys, you know, like know. twirling plate. I, okay. Um, where? Uh, I got that. <laughs> you know, first of all, I mean, how long have you been a writer to write something like that and that's just the intro mind you um how long how long have you been a, an author a writer i think that it for me writing is it's sort of like somebody that can sing i, I writing was in my blood from the moment that i probably could hold a pen it's been my instrument i guess how i sing a song but i started writing when i was a kid and I have tons of journals throughout my life. And um, so it was all, I guess it was always in me, I suppose. But it was when I had a brain aneurysm in 2016. And I woke up one morning and and couldn't feel my mouth, my hand, the whole right side of my body went numb. And basically I was having a bleed inside of my brain. And what made me so such a unique case was that it was in the center of my brainstem. So normally they rush you in and try to remove it before it ruptures or creates more damage. But mine was inoperable because to take it out meant that I would be a vegetable for the rest of my life because they would have to cut through healthy stem cell tissues, which would mean my ability to do anything. And so there was a point where I didn't know when I woke up the next day if I would be able to write or speak or, you know, think clearly. And so I began to write for my children. Um, There were things that I wanted to say to them in the event that I could no longer do that. And I just wanted them from the, it, it, it was a, it ended up being a very therapeutic and healing process for me because I started writing about different moments that I had experienced both you know, the good and the bad, the failures and the successes and what that I had gleaned from those moments. And I was writing to future versions of them and things that I wanted to say. And it ended up being tremendously healing for me. And 
at the time I was also studying the connection between, um, you know, when you, when you're told basically there's not a solution medically, you start looking at things more spiritually and more, um, um, supernaturally in a sense. And so I realized that it was an amazing connection. I began to notice that it's, I was healing. I'd got to a point in my life where my body was just so tired of performing. I was in so many ways performing for validation and significance and worth. And that was out of alignment with what I found to be was true. And my body was saying, we're tired of doing this. And it was interesting because the two areas where I was gifted, which was speaking and writing was the two areas that stopped working for me. And my mouth went numb and my hand went numb. And so I felt like that it was a, a divine message really from God saying, we want you to do this from a space of fulfillment, not a space of performance. And we want you to learn what this moment is here to teach you. And so I started looking at the whole experience and, and the more healing that I was doing emotionally, um, my tumor, which was rapidly growing at the time and it had grown in one month what they weren't expecting it to grow in an entire year but as I started doing all this therapy I started shrinking it the doctors were like what are you doing this is not normal and I knew that there was a connection between how I felt my emotions and and what what was happening in my body so it was this really amazing process, and that really taught me the value of choosing life and um, really accepting these hard moments that we go through in our life as teachers. And if we can learn from them and pull from their lessons, they can really serve as tremendous um, treasures for us. And that's what that became for me. And then last summer, or last fall, I'm sorry, um, I ended up experiencing way worse than a brain tumor. Um, I lost both my parents within two months of one another. My dad died um, of cancer tragically. And then my mother, which was totally unexpected. She was my best friend, my closest companion. She was a guidance counselor as well. And she was my spiritual teacher. She was an angel on earth. And um, my sister and I walked in on her and found her. She had passed away in her sleep of a heart attack two months after my dad died. And um, so it was it's, it was sort of the really cool thing through the through that process in terms of looking at that and and, and growing from that experience was after she died. Um we went to her home and were cleaning out her things and found where she had left us letters all throughout her life. And in fact, every time we had written her a card, she had turned around and written back to us and we didn't know. And she even left messages in the event that we died, what she would say to us. And so the whole time I was doing this writing to my children, I had no idea that she had been doing that same thing her entire life Mm -hmm. for us. And so that's one of the books, Missy Moments is a series. And the first book is called The Collection. It's a collection of these these little inspirational moments that I've written over the years through all of this. And um, one of the books in the series is I'm going to assemble all the things that my mother wrote. And it's called Reflections from a Mother's Heart. And that's another book I'm working on in the future. I'm working on like five different ones at once. But wow. <laughs> so 
but that was very apropos and it was it inspired me that hey you're you know you're doing the right thing this is this is what your mom did and it was very inspiring for me to continue this and know that I'm on the right track and and give it a go and I started sharing some of those things that's what brought me to this point I started sharing a few of them on social media um it was very uh, therapeutic and then you know people encouraged me you need to start a blog and so I did and it kind of grew and um became more popular and and then people were like you need to write a book and so here we are (laughs) you know i just gotta say one me and larry talk about our faith all the time i love how one thing what god does when he turns our messes into a message and how you were you thought you would never be able to speak again or use your hands Mm -hmm. and now you're a public speaker and a writer (laughs) And last time I checked, you know, speaking and hands were kind of important for those professions. <laughs> it's true. It's so funny. It's it's oftentimes the area where we're attacked is the area where we're most anointed and gifted. And and if we can just understand that and and sort of, I think looking at those moments as teachers um, can make some of the most deeply defeating moments of our life become profound gifts for us if we utilize that. And that's, that's what I knew in my heart. And my mom would be so proud of me. She, she always believed in me and always thought this was what I was supposed to do. And she would have been, she would have been really happy with that. She She would have. She is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, God's amazing. It's been an incredible journey and it really connects you because when you go through something like that, you, you go deeper when you're given the death sentence and you really start asking yourself, what do I really believe and what am I really made out of? And do I, and there was a moment for me where I knew I had to choose faith or fear. And it was just all it is that it came down to, I had to either believe what I and to believe in something more than what my current diagnosis was giving me. And it, it paid off. <laughs> and I write a lot about that in the book in terms of learning, um, uh, learning how, you know, God really taught me the journey that we really, it's amazing. There's so much that the human body can do. It's really phenomenal. And, I specifically was just shown how connected my body was to my emotions. And it's kind of like when you go to see a movie or something and you watch something and you get scared and you're, you have a physical reaction to that. Or if you've ever gotten really bad news, you start to clam up and you may feel something physically, may get sick or get clammy hands. And so imagine carrying emotions for years and years and years that, were bad emotions, what that could do to your body physically. And I think that there was, there were things that I had been carrying for a really long time and had not dealt with. And all of a sudden this illness came up and, and it was a moment for me where I really felt God was like, okay, healer, healer, heal thyself, you know, moment of put into practice all the things that you've learned and apply it 
and bring yourself into alignment. And the, and the more that I began to do that, the more my tumor started shrinking. And I personally don't think that was a coincidence. So. Not at all. No, no, no. no yeah, no, no. so it's really, not it was really, um, and yeah. So. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think I can talk for Eric. I mean, this really, this is one thing that this podcast is really great about. Ah, oh, God bless America. I don't know. Hey everybody, this is Eric with the Something Something Podcast, and I'm here today to tell you some cool news. We have decided to start a Patreon, and since we're new to the Patreon game, we're going to keep our tiers low, and we're only going to have two for right now. So, for $1 a month, you will get to hear the show on Monday, while the rest of the world has to wait till Friday. For $3 a month, you will get our monthly picks. That is where me and Larry will tell you about the movies, TV shows, video games, books, and music we are currently listening to. And hey, I just want to give a big thank you to our listeners for being the best part of the Something Something podcast. So, Misty, when you were going through this, what was the reaction from your family when the sickness and all of that came in? Right, well, um... That's a good question. It was a real, it, obviously, it was a very difficult time for our entire family. But um, I think the biggest thing that the whole experience taught my family was the value of just appreciating every single moment. Um, in family, sometimes you can squabble and have fights and just the practical, trivial things of life can. But when you are faced with losing someone, you really start to ask those tough questions. You go in and you start to say, what have I said that, you know, what have I haven't said that needs to be said or what have I haven't, what have I not done that needs to be done? Um, which is one of the reasons that provoked me to write some things down. But our family, I think the greatest impact that it had was just really realizing how significant love was that in the end, it's really all that matters is the love that you have for one another. And, your family to help you go through those difficult times. And we had such an appreciation for every single moment. And in many ways, because of what I went through, we so treasured our time together. It was such a sacred thing. We listened to one another. We were slow. We weren't as in a hurry and in a rush. And so we really started valuing our moments. And I had no idea. I remember I actually had an episode where I passed out. I woke up one morning at 5 a.m. and I couldn't breathe. And I was literally gasping for every breath. Like, uh, and it was one of the scariest moments of my entire life. And um, I ended up passing out as they were trying to get me to the ambulance. And I cracked my chin open on the kitchen floor and in a pool of blood. And um, they did an amazing job sewing me up <laughs> but I have a scar under my chin from it but um, my whole face cracked open and the next thing I knew I was, I was surrounded by paramedics um, and I'll never forget my family was there when the ambulance doors opened and they were rushing me and they started shooting me up with morphine but I remember going in and just seeing the tears 
just my parents, my whole family, my sister, my stepdad, my mom was there. and They were trying to stay strong as I came past, but I could see the fear and the, that, that look is one you just never forget. And the crazy thing is, is they all thought I was the one that was dying and I'm the one that ended up losing both my parents and life has a funny way of, of, twisting and turning and throwing you curveballs that you don't expect. And, um, but had I not gone through that in a way, I find even that experience that I went through, I see gratitude in it because it gave me such rich time with my parents before they died. And my dad was also dying of cancer at the time. So at the same time I was going through it. So, um, I would say to anyone, you never know. You, as they say, you don't know what tomorrow brings. And so really savor your moment with the people that you love and be present, put your phone down, look people in the eye, be okay with in-between moments where you don't have to be on your technology 24-7. Listen and really absorb because you don't know. I was very fortunate. I'll tell one more very quick story. <laughs> yeah. Um, the day before my mom died, she came by the house randomly um, and we ended up uh, spending two hours together just talking. It was one of the best conversations I ever had with my mom. And my little girl came home from school and she came running in and it was a surprise because my mom wasn't generally there when she came home from school. And my little girl said, Dee Dee. And I remember my mom grabbing her and said, squeezing her really tight and said, oh, I love it when you, you know, when you do that, it just blesses my heart so much. You just made my whole day. And she was, my little girl was excited because she had just gotten her line for the Christmas play mm-hmm. and at school. And she, and she said, I got a new line. And my mom said, what was it? And the line was that the snow was melting from the warmth of every heart. Oh. And, it was something about how the hearts began to melt and from the, as the snow was falling and my mom said, okay, you got the most, I get choked up. Yeah. I talk about this, but she said, Kate, you got the most important line in a whole play. And Kate said, no, I didn't. She said, there's another girl that got the line about bringing everybody together. And my mom said, no, Kate, you can't bring everybody together until the heart melts. That's the key to bringing everybody together. It's all about the heart. And that was the last thing my mother ever said. That was the last piece of wisdom. And then she left and we said our goodbyes. And literally the last thing I ever heard my mom say was it's all about the heart. And, um, that on the front of my book, I have messages from the heart to the heart is the, is the, caption and um so it's just those moments that you treasure that you look back and you just don't want to miss those moments so I would say that's what my family really learned the most was absorb them they're very precious (laughs) yes yeah and it sounds like if any families learn that message it is definitely yours yeah Mm. For sure. For sure. At, mm. at any point after, after you decided to write the book, 
Um, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so into to, to what, what you're talking about um, because I think everybody has gone through it, is going through it. I certainly am going through it. And so same here, man. Um, <laughs> it's like with me, I moved back to Jersey five years ago with my dad and grandma and my dad, you know, he was a huge smoker, but he got cancer and it wasn't lung cancer. And he passed away. And it was this like, you know, this isn't fair that my grandmother had to watch her son die. And then not mm. too long after that, my grandma died. And, you know, it was one of those things where going through stuff like this, it's either going to make you better or bitter. And I chose bitter for a really long time, guys, really long. Mm. You know, and eventually I started to allow myself to get better, but I didn't want to for a long time. What I'm so thankful for is with your story, you never get, well, did you ever decide that you wanted to be bitter and angry through these moments? Um, I didn't have that much reaction with the brain tumor, but I've had other moments that have provoked those things. Other, other moments throughout my life where with the tumor, it was more fear. I was dealing with that emotion, fear of death and fear of um, that fight or flight. It's amazing how, and, and just using faith and really it was a, it came as a massive test, honestly, because I'd done so much spiritual healing by this point that it was almost as if it was a, it was to see if I could apply everything that I had learned. And, but prior to that, <laughs> I did go through some experiences where, um, very catalytic, just different things in my life where, and I talk about that too in the book. Uh, there's a whole chapter on forgiveness and letting go, um, a whole section of misty moments, all about letting go and forgiveness. And what I found is um, you forgive to live. Um, in many ways, it's letting go of or holding on to bitterness for life circumstances and not going the way that you think that they will. And that surrender of the soul to say, um, I'm not sure exactly why I'm going through this. Um, I think matters of injustice are really hard for everybody. Um, but there are pearls of wisdom and I'd write a whole section entitled appreciating the darkness and understanding the purpose of sometimes going through those things are what allow us to genuinely appreciate the light. And if we can come forth from those things with gratitude for what we have left and not so much focusing on what we've lost or what we don't have, but really looking at what's still there. Um, after my mom died, I could have been really bitter. Um, there was a, but I think that very quickly I, had done so much spiritual work prior to that that and I knew that my mother would be so mad at me <laughs> if I and I knew that my children deserved because deserved better than that um they needed me to be present and be strong and I, I mean I'm not going to tell I'm not going to lie I, I was for the first month I mean 
in deep, deep mourning. And it's still difficult. I mean, obviously, there are things you go through, and whether it's a death or a loss, I mean, everybody has something that they're going through on some level because they're alive and they're here. (laughs) And whatever that is, I think for me, I had to learn how to take control over my emotions and um, search for the best feeling that I could find in any given moment. And, And for me, that's always been a space of gratitude to say, I can focus on what I've lost or with a change of perspective, I can think about what I have gained. A lot of people don't even have parents. A lot of people don't even get that experience. Um, I got to have my mom who was the best of the best for me for 42 years of my life. 41. I actually turned 42. Tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, happy (laughs) birthday. Thanks. (laughs) So, um, I really, Every time I feel that, I I just try to bring up things within myself to overcome that by focusing on what I have and also not feeling like the victim. And that's one of the things I talk about in the book is the power that we have within ourselves. I personally believe that we all have, um, that God puts his strength and his power in us and we can pull from that in the most defeating of circumstances and that that gives us strength to face all kind of things. It can give us the ability to forgive and let go and release things and love in the face of circumstances that um, that we didn't think we could. And I think when we meet these these moments, we have the opportunity to pull from that strength from within us. And I talk a lot about that. Um, so, yeah. And I also talk a lot about successes and failures that I've had and lessons learned from mistakes in my life and how every single moment that we have the success or the failure, it's not necessarily the failure or the success, but it is there. It's there. It's what it's there to teach us. And I read a little bit about that in the, in the intro and learning from those things and growing and evolving because there's a whole, there's a whole, we're all influencers to some degree. We may not be speakers or writers or authors, but we have families, we have children, we're going to work, we're impacting people every day. And it's, it, there's people waiting on us to get our crap together (laughs) to some degree. Like there's people waiting on us to, because when, when one person heals, it can affect so many people because they have wisdom to help guide somebody else through and and that motivated me at times you know just thinking about the fact that I could transmute all of this and someday use it for purpose first for my children obviously and then maybe for for someone else and that was something that gave me hope through the process as well it still does to this day I think I think you know the one thing that for me, and I, I hear it um, from what you're saying, and especially from Matthew West, <laughs> um, which is forgiveness. You First of mm. all, I, I think, um, you know, this past year and a half for me, it's really about letting everything kind of go. And mm-hmm. um, I think once you hold on to that forgiveness, that, or I mean, once you hold on to, to not forgiving somebody or, 
or being in that forgiveness mode. Um, I think that, you know, people wear that around like a heavy coat um, and it, it will wear you out. Um, mm-hmm. What? Oh, I always say that there's like this amazing plan mapped out in the heavens for you and it's complete. Like it's going to happen, but all you've got to do is download it. Yeah. And I feel like the unforgiveness and bitterness and jealousy, resentfulness, all those things, there are viruses blocking your download. Yeah. And, and so when you can get rid of those viruses, you can download all that, all that's really trying to come towards you. And, um, that's the beauty of release in a sense. Mm. And that's the hardest Mm. part. That's the hardest part is, you know, is releasing that and letting go because maybe in a way, some weird, strange way that that's what keeping, that's what's keeping you going in a way is not letting go because if, if you let go, then what's left. But I think there's the beauty in that. Right. I hope I know. I, I wrote, I wrote something. I don't know. Maybe it may be too lengthy, but I wrote something in my book that, um, it's, it's not too long, but it's called no, Dearest Villain. Please, please, you know, we're, you guys, it might be we're on okay. this, we're on this train with you. And I, <laughs> I, I think us as, as spiritual brothers and sisters, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's part of what we have to do. You know, I mean, we don't go all, we don't always go to work and we're not always this, you know, mm-hmm. outwardly. Christian. Amazingly funny, witty, awesome right. people. Right, right. You know, well, but, but, I am. So, yeah. but it's easy for me. <laughs> you know, Who's that, Eric? Oh, but I am, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but there's moments, just like right now, is we're sharing. Actually, you're sharing your heart, and we're just soaking this in. So, please, by all means, this, as far as I'm concerned, this is your show right now. So, please. Give us what you okay. want because we'll take it. Okay, I'll, I'll read a little expert from my chapter. It's called Dearest yes. Villain. Dearest Villains, to the one who lied to me, you helped me identify the truth. To the one who used me, you helped me discover my value. To the one who walked away from me, you helped me to let go of what was unneeded in my life. To the one who betrayed me, you helped teach me how to be loyal to myself and others. To the one who judged me, you taught me how to be merciful. To the one I couldn't please, you helped me accept myself and say a final goodbye to a lifetime of people-pleasing habits that had me bound. To the one who sowed chaos, you taught me how to release peace. To the one who hurt me, you taught me how to forgive. To those who were jealous and compared themselves to me, you helped me find more compassion and understanding. For the one who hated me, you helped me understand love for others and myself. To the one who wouldn't speak up for me, you helped me discover my voice. To the one that was hard on me, you helped give me a softer heart. To the one who provoked fear in me, you taught me how to walk atop the waters amidst any raging storm. To the one who made me anxious, you helped me find my inner calm. To the one who didn't want me, You helped me discover how desirable I am. To the one who confused me, you helped me find my balance. To the one who condemned me, 
you help me embrace a saving grace. To the one who left me, you help me find myself. To the one who was disappointed in me, you taught me that my failures take me closer to success. To the one who controlled me, you taught me how to free myself. To the one who stole from me, you showed me where my treasure lied. To the one who opposed me, you showed me how powerful I am. To the one who blinded me, you taught me how to see. To the one who made me feel insecure, you gave me the gift of confidence. To the one who tried to keep me in the dark, you taught me how to walk in the light. And to the one who tried to kill me, your disease and your near-death experience helped me choose life. Wow. Dearest villains, thank you for your roles played well in my life. You served as a wonderful mirror for all that lied within. Thank you for being the heat and pressure that sculpted me into the diamond I was destined to become. Without you, I wouldn't be me. Thank you for staying when I tried to pray you away. I needed your darkness to help me understand I was the light. I needed your hatred to help me be loved. You took me to the edge of death and taught me the value of life. Every sensation you produced in me was a fire cultivating liquid gold. You boiled all impurities to the top. You made waking up to the truth of who I am so delightfully rewarding. So dearest villains, with deep gratitude and immense love, I thank you from the depths of my heart for sacrificing your time to aid my journey. To those who are up close and personal, to those who are posing on a worldwide scale, congratulations for your roles played well in my soul journey. The evolution of one is the evolution of many, and my ripple effect is touching the world. That's an excerpt from that chapter. Wow. <laughs> kind of touches on um, the, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at the end of that, I just say, um, I say, I guess you might have your own lines to write and add to this poem. Start writing your thank you letter to your villains. Acknowledge the gifts awarded your soul from all your experiences with some of your life's greatest teachers. What when you were writing this, what was that like? Um, actually, particularly, do do you remember where you were and how you felt writing this? That that little piece, just that little piece alone. Do you remember? Right. Um, I do. There's there's two that are really powerful. I, I write different letters throughout the book to different things. I wrote one called Dear Body, Please Forgive Me, where I wrote a letter to my body asking for forgiveness for how I'd spoken to it and treated it over the years um, after it started going numb on me. <laughs> and mm. um, that was a very powerful letter moment for me. And Dearest Villain was another powerful Missy moment, I guess you could say. Um I do. It was very freeing and very empowering and very peaceful. Um, I realized that um, there was a moment where I was sitting one day and my mother asked me, we were just having coffee and I actually spent the night at her house and we were staying at my parents had a farm. And I remember sitting on her back porch and she looked over and she said, Missy, if you could change anything about your journey, would you do it? And at this point, I was sitting there with an inoperable brain tumor diagnosis in the middle of my brainstem. And um, I looked over at her and it just, it caught me off guard because the answer was no. I said no, because I realized that everything that I couldn't be who I was and I couldn't have gained the insight 
I couldn't have gained anything that I had the anything that I had obtained in terms of virtues had I not gone through some really difficult things, even failures, even total mess ups in my life. But they were my teachers. And the experiences, even with the people, and so it brought great forgiveness into my heart because I realized even the people that we get upset with that we think have hurt us or stolen from us or done something wrong to us, it's not, like I said, it's not so much the moment, it's what that moment is providing our soul for its growth and expansion. And if we can take that and utilize that as fertilizer, in a sense, there can be tremendous growth and and not only can we grow, but we can take that, we can multiply that and help other people. And so as far as how I felt, it was just a, it was a place of being at peace. I don't think there's any other place to be than being in a place of just totally letting go and forgiving people and just offering love and realizing everybody's at different places in their journey. And they've gotten to that place because of their issues and what they've been through and what's caused them to behave the way they're behaving. And, when you can kind of fly up and look at it all with an eagle's eye view, there's a compassion there and, and also just get on with your life. There's so much life to be lived. And um, if you've lost someone, I guarantee you if that was a great loss and, and the greater the love, the greater the grief. But if that person truly loved you, just like my mom, they want you, they don't want you wasting your life away in grief my mother would want me to live and not just live she would want me to thrive she would want me to be happy and whether whatever it is that's holding you back it could be grief it could be someone has done something to you and it's unjust the greatest thing that you could ever do to get justice is to truly find authentic genuine happiness and joy and peace and do whatever you need to do to find that because that's the greatest victory. That's the greatest restitution that you can gain is um, being happy, you know, being truly happy, not fake happy, not Instagram happy, not filtered happy, but authentically happy. <laughs> yeah. Cause I like that, that you said that because when you understand happiness, you learn that it's not an emotion. It's a decision that you make. Yeah. Right. It really is. It's so true. It really is. It's just a, it's a, it's an awareness really. And I think it's an appreciation for what you have. And, um, I took so many things throughout my life for granted, just like with my body, you know, I would be unkind to myself and I would criticize myself and, you know, compare myself to other girls and other women growing up. And, um, when your body starts shutting down on you, you start to yeah. realize, oh, man, I just want legs to walk. I just want to be able to climb stairs. I just want to be able to feel yeah. my mouth. I want to be able to kiss somebody and feel it. And mm. um, you start realizing all these stupid things that you, you, you know, how unkind I was and um, to, to me, to myself, and how I would speak to myself and just – criticize myself and um I think that yeah you know you grow and you really you really learn to appreciate what you have and that cultivates a little bit more happiness and you forgive and you let go and that cultivates a little bit more happiness and I I write a chapter in my book called how you feel determines how you heal I really believe that how you feel 
is 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 a huge part of what you see in your reality and how you perceive it. You can be two people can be sitting beside each other and one person could be in heaven and the other person could be in a, a state of hell and they're in the same space. Life is really how we perceive it and how how we make it on any given moment. And that is one thing for sure that my journey has taught me. Um, your journey is your destination. You know, we're always trying to get somewhere. I feel like if we get this done, if we get that, and it's just there's nowhere else to be but the moment that you're in. And if you can just really appreciate that and just be present with people. And I found that life is really magical. It really is. And it's always speaking to you. And it's always, it's always telling you things if you listen. And there's always something to be happy about. There's always something you can find to be happy about. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> you know, and should we play yeah. the Rocky music now? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, actually, that 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 is perfect because how did you, you know, so it's like when you shoot a movie or when you record this song and or you write a book. And, you know, you go on and, and you talk about, well, you know, this is what I went through. And, and looking back, it's so easy um, to, well, it's so easy to look back and go, golly, that was really tough. Um, but where, where and how do you remember the moment that you found your happiness? Um, I would have to say that I don't know if there's been a a specific moment where, um, I could pinpoint what I can say is there's been lots of mile markers along the way where there would be these moments where I call them these crossroads where you have these choices to make in your life. How, not only just how am I going to respond to this, but how am I going to feel about this? What kind of mental state am I going to enter into? How am I going to react to what's happened? And how, and I think that those moments, whether it is to, um, the moment of choosing when no one else is looking and no one else knows, but in the, in the intimate recesses of your heart, you do the right thing on something, even if nobody knows. And there's that moment of freedom that comes where you feel this sense of, I did the right thing and it feels so good. And I did it without anybody even knowing that I did it. Um, or making those tough decisions with yourself and anytime you do that, that would be a moment of where I would get a little bit more happy or a little bit more peace would come. Um, I had a major issue where I had to forgive in a few different areas and let some things go. There have been matters of injustice in my own life. And I think when I look at myself and instead of pointing out what's wrong with someone else, um, I think so many people walk around trying to fix everybody else. And I'm thinking if we would all just be working on ourselves, we would probably be busy for the rest of our lives. And we just, you know, went in and tried to heal all that stuff. And so I think that those moments where I did let go or I did forgive and I truly, truly just what it did for me was I just had to have compassion for 
in a sense that that person's on a journey, that person's making mistakes, that person hasn't got it all right yet. And really just having a higher perspective and as I was, I would do those things, more freedom would come and more, more peace would come. And, and, and it's life lessons. It's the lessons that teach virtue. I think that ultimately bring you to a place where one day you look around and, and, and you're thinking, I'm really, really happy. Um, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. And I think that it's, I've, I've, I've put forth a little effort to be here. Um, I've had to walk away from things that were no longer serving me. I've had to walk away from things that were tough. I've had to learn how to let go of what people think. And that's a huge freedom right there. That'll get you some happy. <laughs> if, you can, if you can release people-pleasing habits. I, I have a chapter in my book called So Long People-Pleasing. Um, and I think that when you when you do certain things and you really step into who you are and you know, you've kind of come to a place of understanding what you're here to do in this world and making some tough choices. And sometimes that's walking away. Sometimes that's staying when you want to walk away. (laughs) Um, Whatever it is that you're being guided to do when you follow that path to do the right thing. Um, I think more and more happy starts to come to your heart and you look around one day and you find that I remember my mom saying to me one day, see, you become, I'm so, she said, you've become a master of stress management. You're so good at managing stress. Mm. And I looked back at her and I said, no, I've just learned to be happy when my heart knows sadness. And it's that world of just learning to be content and be grateful with what you have for what you have. I mean, it really is. Um, I always look at uh, Bible stories help me sometimes. And there's a a few of my favorite ones is the little boy in the Bible where he brings these two fishes and five loaves of bread. (laughs) And he, it's like there were 5,000 people there or something like that. And he, he puts them in the hands of of Jesus and like, he's going to feed this whole crowd, but he brought what he had. And that's just such a beautiful story to me that he, it doesn't matter how small and insignificant what we have, what we think we have is when we place it in, in the hands of the divine, you know, he can take that and multiply and create like feed multitudes with it. Um, I think there's another one where Moses is like at the Red Sea and he's got a rod in his hand and, and God asked him, what's in your hand? And that's just so profoundly been a lesson in my life where I felt like yeah. you know, God said to me, Misty, what do you have? What's in your hand? Cause you've had this whole thing that, you know, what you've had all along is what you've created all these miracles with and you can part your sea with it. You know, you can get across <laughs> the other side with that. And that's been a massive lesson in terms of finding happy for me personally is not focusing on what I've lost, but on what remains and filling my heart with gratitude every morning when I wake up. It's the first thing I do. And I found that if I do that in the mornings, just for a few moments, and thanks, thank, you know, be thankful for my life, be thankful for nature, be thankful for something, anything. I was listening to somebody tell a story a while back. I can't remember who it was or 
what podcast or what I was listening to. And it was this guy and he said that he had gotten down to the point where he had lost everything in his life and he was sitting in his apartment and he was fixing to, um, they were fixing to come and seize his apartment, you know, like he had not paid and he had sold all his furniture and he's telling the story and it's some big person. I can't think of who it is though, but you would know who it is. And he got down to, he said, all I had, I said, I was sitting there and I had a pencil and a piece of paper and I started looking at this pencil and he said, I started practicing gratitude for this pencil. And he said, I know this sounds really, really stupid, Ooh. but I started thinking about the fact that, well, I have my hand and imagine all the things throughout history that has been done with a pen. I mean, worlds have been created with, you know, like empires with a pen with this. And he started writing and he went on to, to sit down that day and wrote, he had a pen and paper. It was all he had. And he wrote this thing and it ended up going, you know, becoming this massive success. And it was a book and it like, you've sold copies all over the world and blah, 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 blah. It was all he had left was his hand and his pen. And that as an author just, was something that profoundly struck me. But I think that gratitude is something that can ultimately help us achieve fulfillment and happiness in our life. You know, Mm. Misty, (laughs) we, we aren't necessarily um, a faith-based podcast. Let's call it what it is, a Christian podcast. But I think, I think tonight, there is without a doubt we've just been to church in 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 a wonderful beautiful way where you're just laying it on us without laying it on us and i love that i love it i love it so much because i can hear i can hear your compassion i can hear your love of how your life has been so turned around and and i can i can only imagine what what your book misty moments i mean if if you just reading the prologue or your introduction and then the the little piece the excerpt from the book brought i mean i, I i'm not i'm not going to joke i'm not going to i i was crying a little bit it it, it made me it, it made me because what you go through and what you've been talking about for the, the, the better part of this awesome podcast is really what everybody goes through. And it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's just all that matters is you made it through and you wrote, you wrote what you were supposed to write, just like Moses had, had his staff and the loaves of bread. You are bringing to the table what you have been blessed with. And, and let's just, the Lord has blessed you and he yeah. is opening the doors for you. And I pray nothing but blessings upon blessings for you in this book, in oh, your career. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, and I want everyone to know I'm not, I always say I'm not a guru. I'm not a teacher. I'm just sharing what life has taught me. And, you know, there's so many people I've been through some really, I sound all bubbly and happy, but 
I've been through some very, very dark moments in my life and some very painful moments where I could physically feel the pain. And I know that there are people out there that may be listening um, to this podcast that's dealing with some seriously heavy stuff. And we get ourselves into situations sometimes that we don't, we feel trapped and we feel like, how in the world am I going to get out of this? It might be a marriage. It might be, um, it might be a bad relationship. It might be a health crisis. It might be, you know, the loss of someone that they love. It could be anything. And what I want them to know is that they're never trapped. That's just such a lie. It's not the truth. There is a way out. And, you know, when you, I feel like no matter where you are, when you do a cry of your soul and you cry out with your soul to truly get help, help will come for you. Love will come for you. It will, and have faith in that, and that you're not a victim to your circumstances. There's there's a beautiful, brilliant, bright, amazing light in there that you can pull from that can be with you in the darkest of nights, and that is really what um, what truly helped me through so many, illuminated so many of the dark nights to rise above those circumstances. And, you know, that's just available to anybody. And so just, you know, have faith and believe that the whole universe, God, the angels, everybody has your back and they really do love you. And they really do, you know, um, I believe that I, I, I don't want to live in a world where I don't believe that. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just don't want to live in a world where I don't believe that. And I feel that that belief has brought so many blessings to me. And I have a real heart for people who are, who are in defeating limiting mindsets. And I literally walk them through that in the book of sort of how do you pull through that? And just by sharing some of my stories and kind of, sharing some of my, I have a, I have a chapter called the dark days and explaining how, you know, how you come out of that stuff and healing back to wholeness is another section. And so, um, if somebody's out there that resonates with that, maybe they'll find some, some, some pieces there that they can glean from the field and pick some stuff out that can help them through some of those moments. So, yep. So the book will be out October 28th. Yes. And yes. I just pray that it, I just pray, I just send it forth and I just pray that it will really bless, um, bless people. I put my whole heart in it. Well, you know, <laughs> I got to tell you, absolutely sure there's going to be many, many lives that are going to be touched by this book. Misty, the book isn't even out and you've only read, I don't know, a couple pages <laughs> already blessed so just imagine if it's happening to me people are going to listen to this podcast uh and they're going to buy your book first of all where where will your book be available so it'll be available in amazon and it'll be in kindle paperback and hardback so you can get it um yeah, that right there. And again, my, my website you mentioned is Misty Rains. It's with an I, M-I-T-I. That's my actual name. That's my God-given name. Um, and everybody was like, is that your real name? Like, yes, it is. <laughs> um, are you, are, now, you're, you're an inspirational speaker, right? And to get a hold of you, how would somebody just go on the website and contact you through there? 
because you have yeah, got they can to be. Email me. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm just going to, I was just, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans right now. I'm, I'm fan. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so sweet. And this well, I'm going to fix my YouTube channel. I'm working on it because I have so many messages I've spoken over the years and I'm fixing to start actually recording some of the misty moments and wow. putting them on YouTube. So I'll start working on it. I've never really built a YouTube channel before. I've done most everything on Facebook. So I've posted videos, but I've never actually promoted them or link them anywhere so i've got to work on that and um and start kind of growing that area and we know two guys who could give you advice on that yeah oh you do that would help me tremendously i'm so i'm so um illiterate that's not a word i don't know what's the word for being youtube not savvy so i'm learning that um and gonna start working on uploading videos there but on on facebook if you search at misty moments it'll take you to my facebook page yes. and you can message me via facebook i chase check, check that all the time so okay, you can contact me there and on instagram at misty.rains i'm new to instagram i've never done instagram to this summer so i'm learning how to do oh. stories and everybody have to bear with me i'm i'm really i'm attempting to <laughs> to grow that you, you know and, and actually so anyway i would to add to all eric links all of your oh. social media links will be in the description and when the show comes up we'll tweet them out oh yeah absolutely hey, and sweet. um uh, uh ladies and gentlemen you have got to be a part of misty's life she is absolutely unbelievable and she's such a blessing i know she's been a blessing to me um i hope that people everybody that listening to this podcast have been touched uh just as much as i have been um and i just want to say uh eric before you send us off into the uh the the great evening or day whenever um fear is not fear is a liar by the way um so that that's my song i think that's my song um but misty thank you so much the book is out october 28th get it on amazon uh check our our instagram something something podcast misty's uh instagram everything will be linked and you'll have ample ample links to to go buy her book because please you do have to buy this book misty Thank you for coming on tonight and sharing. You're, you're really, it's your testimony, so thank you. Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome, and I think you're amazing encouragers and uplifters, and I think you're spreading a lot of positivity and laughter and fun in the world, and that's really beautiful. So keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. It's good. And hey, everybody, I have a new closing that I'm going to rip off for now on, and it is, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast, and to all the ships at sea. Good night.